0: You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant, an executive coach, and a leadership facilitator, working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. And in this episode, we have someone who has been working in tech for so long that she remembers in the early days when she got interested in computers in the early days when she was a kid. Do you remember those computers that had a a black screen and just white writing? She remembers those, I remember those. Her career has been long and successful and I'm really excited that she is spending time. She spent time with me and we get to hear what her story has been not only is she where she so she talks about starting in tech she talks about stepping out of her career to have her children and stepping back into her tech career as well what it's like to be a woman in tech you know we, we cover all of that and also some life-changing moments for her that she she really beautifully shares with me and so I am excited about bringing her to you but before I start to tell you more detail about who she is I wanted to just say to you a couple of things one is thank you for everyone who's been in contact and when you send me messages and and tell me what you're getting you know or I had uh, one listener reach out to me and say that she's binge listening the episodes and it's like I'm her life coach. And that means so much to me because this podcast is, I wanted it to do a couple of things. I want through the stories of these amazing women for us as black women to hear those stories and see ourselves in those stories and then say, I can do this and I can I can take that and I can apply that to my life. And also when I put out my solo episodes of the various models, lessons, etc., is that you can take those things and you can run with it too. So it really, it feeds my soul actually, when I get that and it tells me that we're on the right track in terms of what we're putting out on the podcast. And so I appreciate you letting me know what you're getting. I appreciate you letting me know the impact that it's having on you. I'm more committed to even keep growing the show at multiple levels as well and expanding the platform of she's got drive so thank you so much for everyone who's been in contact and thank you so much for being a regular listener as well if you're new thank you for joining and and subscribing and listening and i hope that you get real value out of it the other thing i wanted to then say is if you are getting value can you rate and review the show the ratings and the reviews are significant in in increasing people's access to the podcast. Okay. So, let me introduce you to my guest Michelle Grant. Now, Michelle is a strategy and operations executive business consultant who specializes in digital tech projects, programs and portfolio management. She has for the last 18 years delivered and sustained delivered sustained results and effective change for for Fortune 500 companies across a wide range of industries she has um is a partner at EAC uh, which is a tech consulting firm that she works with with her husband and other partners and some of their past clients is CBS viacom JP Morgan Chase Merrill Lynch Boeing coach US federal courts you know, so this is wide ranging who they work with. And she has been a member, she's also in a in her, outside of that, she has her children, which she t- she talks about in the podcast. I won't tell you more about that. But she's also a member of the Lincoln Center Young Patrons, um, the Manhattan Yacht Club, the James Beard Foundation, Jazz at Lincoln Center, Jack and Jill of America. And so she does a lot of her volunteering philanthropy through those organizations i know you're going to enjoy our conversation there's so much in it so i give you michelle grant michelle thank you so much for being guest on she's got drive
1: thank you i'm happy to be here with you today
0: we met some time ago and one of the things that struck me and why i wanted you on the guest is your really long career in the tech world from a very early tech days too and that transition you have kind of been working in that transition to where we are now around tech and being a woman in tech is still fairly unique so I really wanted to have you on the show because you bring a very unique experience and perspective and I'm really curious about how you came to do that what it's like to be you doing the work that you're doing and also how you're marrying that with your whole life as well and, and getting the balance
1: great great so am i
0: so then let's start with you sharing what you do and then we'll start and then we'll look at how you came to do what you do
1: so my interest in technology as you know i'm in the technology space really began at a very very young age And thankfully, my parents were very supportive of my budding curiosity in the technology space. We spent a lot of time talking around where technology was going when I was younger, and it was just beginning, just a new concept for everyone, and I'm sure for them as well. The ability to be provided my wildest dreams, which was a Tandy computer at the time, (laughs) and really be able to take it apart and uh, break it down and, you know, get all of my other family members involved, they actually, you know, never seen anything <laughs> like it at the time, and they were all both very supportive of my curiosity. Coming from a healthcare, and my mother was in a doctor of pharmacy, my father was a chemical engineer. Definitely think that they understood this was another aspect to science that was just budding and beginning, and mm-hmm. my curiosity was definitely fulfilled during that time. As I got older, realized that this was actually going to be a career opportunity for me Mm -hmm. and you know I loved leadership I loved planning (laughs) as a kid I was a very organized child (laughs) as I started to move through high school I realized this is something that I really have an affinity towards and it is a talent of mine and I can utilize all of my genetics in in science uh, and channel it into the computer science space and so That's what I majored in 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 college and decided while I was in college and interning that I can not only bring a lot to that technical space, but also the business side of technology, which many people are not familiar with. But that is obvious the crux of or the basis of where technology really brings value to a corporation or any organization. And so definitely wanted to go into that space.
0: It's really hard to imagine what a Tandy computer was like <laughs> right because you know when we go some I think you should google it people because and to see how far we've come and it really is we have come a long way I can't remember what as wasn't Tandy it was, it was like a BBC like star computer. it was it was so basic and then like I remember like the games were like a black screen with white dots that and a and the tennis was. Exactly. I mean, right? It was that. It. it was so basic to see that at an early age, and then to see the possibility of you in your career, and then and then quite early on, kind of seeing your talents, and what and what and your strengths coming together. At what point did you really think, okay, this is going to be definitely going to be the work that I'm going to be doing. This is
1: this is it. I've landed in it. During my high school years is when the computer science you know career really became relevant and i think where people realized that this was going to be a new industry and a new career path that people can actually take prior to then this was not you know even part of your options i realized that there weren't a lot of females in in this space at the time and you always, you know, heard of the IBMers and they were always kind of branded as, you know, m- men, uh, middle aged and, and, you know, it was not a new, young, up and coming industry or field. And mm-hmm. so I spent a lot of time just looking into it in high school. And although my parents and my mother specifically hoped that I would follow her in her footsteps in, in pharmacy, I realized that. My love and, and affinity, my personality worked better in uh, the technology business space as opposed to healthcare. When I realized that you are essentially paving your own path and going to the parts unknown, I should say, as opposed to my other family members who are all in healthcare or chemical engineering or chemistry, I should say, I think very exciting for me. That's who I am. I I like to go in, in the direction that is not necessarily well traveled already and really exploring what is available to me and, and just to women in general. And I felt that I wanted to take that path. And so I did. And I did extremely well. My GPA in college was just phenomenal. And I think if I, you know, continued in a different space, whether it was pursuing medical, health you know, healthcare, it would have been very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it just wasn't an interest of mine. My curiosity always remained in, in technology. And so When I started, I think my advisor at the time said, you're going to know right away if this is for you, because your grades will tell you. (laughs) With obviously being very dedicated and committed to doing well and also having just a general passion for it. I was very, very successful and I actually ended up minoring in mathematics as well. Wow. So it really came to for me. My very first role actually explored more of a marketing, internet marketing space where I was a manager, understanding the technology. And of course, having the exposure to marketing was quite interesting because it, it's kind of like where you marry how you actually grow a company, right, through mm-hmm. marketing and how technology assists that or supports it. And that is really the, I it was a great start for me because that is really what technology should do. It should support the goals and growth of a company and, and where the company sees itself and, and the company should be innovating and building in that direction. Mm-hmm. And the technology should drive that. So now we've come so far that everyone is essentially saying that every company is truly a technology company, just right. in a different industry.
0: Right. And they so yeah, because it's so integral to what we do. I mean, yeah, you can't really exactly. separate. Yep work from technology and at all levels actually of the organization and all levels and whether you are an individual entrepreneurs or whether you're in large, a large corporations, you can't do it without tech. I mean, it's just, it's just, and it's really the the
1: underpinning of everything you do if you working with outside customers and clients, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Even your communication is going to be dependent on technology now. So, you know, as I said, all companies are so dependent on their technical platforms, applications, and everything to drive their business and what they do, not only from an operational perspective, but also from a revenue generation standpoint. And that is that is really a beautiful thing, <laughs> knowing that I recognize that at a very young age. Yes,
0: <laughs> I loved what you said. You know, your grades were born out of your passion and your love of technology and so when we choose something that's really aligned with what we love then we are more likely to produce better results and we're more Uh likely to flourish versus when we are in a space where we're struggling or we don't like you know we don't like it we don't love it it's just you know we don't want to do it it's very difficult to produce great results in that context and that's in and that's in anything we're doing
1: Agree completely. I think it's important as a young child, as well as a um, young adult, that you know those are areas of validation. Those are areas where you realize that, okay, I, I'm going in the right direction. It gives you some kind of um, reinforcement of mm-hmm. your thoughts and, and what you're looking to do and what you're interested in. I don't think that it is natural to pursue something and, and feel that you are you are in the right direction or you're you're taking the right path in life if you're not achieving and you're not obtaining positive results.
0: I believe everyone has a talent, right? And the thing is yes. it's for you to find the thing that you are have a strength and a talent in and then to grow that talent. Like yes. we have multiple talents, you know, but the thing that what are you great at and what do you love being great at? And then focus exactly. in on that. Versus what are you great at and doing what you're great at, but you hate doing it? <laughs> you know, because that's another thing that lots of and people that's do.
1: Another, Yes, absolutely. Because you can be very good at something, very well trained, educated, etc. And you can definitely achieve and accomplish what the expectations are in, in that particular career. But it doesn't mean that you will really grow to the levels that you would want to be As you progress in your career, if you do not have that innate passion to think outside of the box, that's where creativity comes. And true leadership requires creativity, vision and all of that that is a combination of your talents, your achievements, your experience, your interest in the space.
0: Right. Quite early on, you were able to see the possibility of this career and it's turned into one of the biggest growing Um, career paths in the last 20 years, without a doubt. Uh, You know, the tech space, you know, that's an understatement. What were the types of roles that you took on? And then where are you now? What are you doing now?
1: So as I mentioned, you know, as an internet marketing manager um, at one of the uh, country's largest book subscription companies, Bookspan at the time was owned by Bertelsmann which was a German conglomerate, And they also owned Time Warner AOL at the time. And I was able mm-hmm. to begin in a very strategic role where I ma- managed the top three book clubs in America, Double Day Entertainment, Mystery Guild, and Black Expressions. And I had uh, such a great experience there, really finding a place at the table very early on in my career. You know, they were just so open as a culture to Mm -hmm. new ideas in the internet marketing space and new processes, new ways of, of doing things and meeting the customer's needs. You know, the subscription business in of itself really is focused on how do we maintain our Clientele. How do we maintain our customers and our subscriptions and keep everyone engaged over time? And that really, that insight really provides a great background into business overall and how technology should meet their client and customer needs. It's a great foundation for the way that you should be approaching what technology brings to an enterprise level organization. And then I moved into a very different time in my life. I got married, I had two children, uh, only a year apart, and things changed dramatically. I was born, and about six months later, I found out that my son was on his way. It's interesting, a woman's life really ebbs and flows, you know, and I was very much in a position to embrace all of that. It was a very special time and I made the decision to do that and I stayed home with them for the first four years of their lives. Once my son was born, my mother passed away shortly thereafter and my brother came to live with us. It was a decision that my husband and I made and we felt that it was the best decision to make at the time. And so very quickly, we were parents of three. <laughs> wow.
0: So how um, old were your youngest one, your, your two, and how old was your, your brother at the time then?
1: Well, my daughter was almost two years. My son was just born and my brother was 12. Wow. So we were on the cusp of having a teenager <laughs> and two infants. Pretty much, very very lively household for what it for what uh it was, and the blessings that you know came out of that time in our lives. I think it, it wasn't something that we could have forced it. Seen and it definitely gave our relationship a lot more depth at the time. Mm. To see my brother now, you know he's in his third year of law school wow. at Fordham University, and he is just an amazing man, you know and We love him dearly, and it it, it was a defining moment for us in our marriage, actually. And, you know, the kids are in love (laughs) with their uncle. Uh So many of the things that he does with them, it was very similar to what, you know, I did and what we did when he was younger. So it's just a wonderful family continuum that we have. And after that, I moved back into the workspace after four or five years.
0: Can we backtrack for a second with that, um, if yeah. you mind? Because before, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> before we go back into the work. Before we go back to the work, you know, because yeah. I think I just kinda wanna that's amazing what you did, you know, of course, you know, taking on raising your brother at a time when you've got such a young family, and there's something you said that, you know, it was a defining moment for you in your marriage. What was it that you learned about each other? When you did that, I was, it was the question that came to mind. You know, you and your husband.
1: We learned that we make a great team. Mm. We are really soulmates. We are truly soulmates, and we just know what is needed. And I think that is so important in a marriage and in a union is to be connected with with that deep level of understanding. Right of the other person and also understanding what God's plan is for your life and how you bring joy and how you impact others around you and really being selfless and understanding legacy, understanding what your responsibilities are from a familial standpoint, as well as believing in yourself, purposeful parenting. We were, we are purposeful parents. Yes. <laughs> we take the position very seriously. Mm-hmm. It was interesting in that we had so many opportunities in our eighteen years of marriage to see the different layers of one another, which is a blessing in and of itself. In in you know seeing the the talents of your spouse and seeing them play these very poignant roles in throughout their lives you know, together, I think is very special. And yeah. we can speak, we've seen so much of that. We work together, we have a business together, we um, observe each other in this parent role and, and see that aspect as well. The passion that we bring to each of these different spaces is, is really, really interesting. Mm. <laughs> and and um, a blessing to us uh, to see and observe. Over, over in your lifetime.
0: That's so wonderful. That is so wonderful, really. Thank you. Yeah, so then, um, so you mentioned, of course, that you work together, you have a business together. So tell us about that, you know, because there are some people who would be like, you spend your time working together, <laughs> like you, you spend so much time together. I mean, you say you're a great team, for some people, that would be a recipe for not being on the being great on the team, right? So it's it's um, doesn't appear to be that's the case for you. So what is it that you do in your business, and how did you how did that come about? You know, because you had to leave a job, presumably.
1: Yes. To yes, work I... to work together. When I got back into my career, um, after being at home, we I actually went into a consulting role but for a um a company called Fujitsu mm-hmm. International, which provided business consulting across different um areas of technology. And I came in actually in a very, very strategic role, you know, not having been in the in the business I'm sorry, in uh, the office for Quite a few years um, as a senior business consultant my understanding at the time was you know very different in terms of consulting and I realized that there is there is so much opportunity in being a consultant and really bringing expertise to the table that is very well received <laughs> um, from the clients who, who basically or went out and sought after your expertise right. So, my first introduction to consulting was really through Fujitsu. And at the time, my husband was at IBM. And he made the transition from IBM with a few other partners to begin a consulting firm. He was doing that for a few years. And I realized shortly thereafter, at my time at Fujitsu, that this is something that I can do. They were encouraging me for some time <laughs> to join uh, the company. And so, when I realized, you know, we can achieve. The same thing that you can through another corporation, you can do it for yourself, you know, right. and be very successful. I made the transition. As I said, I'm a planner. I am very organized <laughs> and I kind of like to have all of my ducks in a row. So this was a very different approach or space. I'd never even considered this being part of my career. Mm-hmm. And it's been very, very successful. So we specialize in different areas. He specializes in cybersecurity. Mm-hmm at a government and Fortune 500 enterprise-wide level, uh, really giving them policy and the framework in which they need to follow to protect their data and their company overall from cyber attacks, et cetera. And then I focus in implementing large-scale applications, software, and services to uh, global enterprise companies as well. Right, And we Doing this across all industries, from transportation to entertainment and media, advertising technology, finance, uh, is a huge aspect or industry that we work within. Mm -hmm. And so far, it's really just been a wonderful, wonderful um, endeavor. So we're not working at the same companies at the same time, typically. It's been working very, very well.
0: One of the things you said in terms of the decision to kind of transition into joining the business that your husband and the partners had set up was that we could work and do the same work that we do for other organizations for our own entity and then put that effort in and then produce a company that's a successful company for yourself and the way that you say that I think is really helpful in having people see that you know people go to work every day and not everyone's built to be an entrepreneur wants to do that because they want the quote-unquote security I'm putting in quotation marks because you know there's never any certainty anyway when you work with an organization but there's perceived certainty that you know the level of effort that you put in is you can do that and be successful it's different and it requires a different relationship to your everyday work and you have to generate so much more because you're the one who's generating the work there's not kind of work being generated for you if it, in a way well, you know
1: you're put the role of an engagement manager as you're delivering on a current yeah. project <laughs> yeah you know that cycle is continuous and they're always working in parallel you know but it makes for a very dynamic life you know I love it I love always having a new opportunity on the horizon mm-hmm. I love you know being able to add value over a continuous You know, time frame within uh, the current clients that we're at, we're we're renowned and and well known for, you know, having extended contracts renewed several years over, just really meeting and exceeding the expectation of our clients Mm -hmm. over the past few years. It's really, really important to understand that you can do that and that that is something that you don't necessarily need a corporation behind you to give you that validity.
0: Right right the validity comes from you like your okay. relationship to yourself i wanted to talk about there's a couple so there's a couple of things that's kind of popping now like there's one is about what is that relationship to yourself and how would you define that but the other question that i'm holding is as a woman in tech what does that look like and feel like for you because it's you as we said at the beginning it's still a unique space there's still not enough women in tech and there's all you know there's the whole push for STEM or STEAM now, we say, because arts are still important and critical. Share with us some of that in terms of your experience as a woman in tech and, and then also your thoughts on your relationship to yourself in that and how, and how, the, how they probably are connected and how you operate in the space.
1: My relationship to myself in very male-dominated space as women We are not told, we're not given the direction that we are a very necessary element of a corporation that is meeting the needs of of people. If you are meeting the needs of people and you are providing a service or, or delivering to our society, we need to be part of the building of that we obviously have to represent that perspective even at a corporate level and without that is a very skewed outcome it is it is not the most or ideal approach you want to take on building a successful business organization anything that will really serve society as a whole and that is key there's if you if you don't have that person in the room, it's very hard to meet the needs of who you of who you're trying of that of that same group of people outside of the room. Mm-hmm. And it's a very simple uh, concept, but for some reason, it's not the way that we approach uh, technology and and communicating to other females or younger females that might not be aware of this in the space. Mm-hmm. It took me. A little bit to really distill that and come up with why I bring value to the table, quoting Charles Stanberg, why I have a seat at the table and I should occupy that seat because I'm the best person for that regard to my talents and in this technology business facing world. When I look at why we don't have a lot of females and, and that is it's also, you know, you lead by example more of us need to come out and say technology is not just about coding. It's not just about being behind the computer. There are many different avenues in technology that you can really participate in and take part in where your talents might be of great need, even though you're not necessarily building the application itself. That does not have to be the only avenue that you take in this space. And so I have recognized that over the decades we have improved tremendously in that. You know, we have girls who code, um, going back to coding. But again, that is not the only area that we we can really contribute to in technology. And for me, I actually love the more executive, business-facing role, um, building teams, understanding resource management, understanding what it takes to implement transformative initiatives within a company mm-hmm. because every transformative initiative within a company now requires technology as its supporting foundation. Right. The majority of the budget will most likely be between technology and resources, yeah. right? Yeah. Understanding that my talents in that and change management, etc., is really what defined my position and, and what I do now. At a, at a much larger scale.
0: Right. Like, so when you're walking in a room, you really are clear about why you're there, why you've got a seat at the table and what you're bringing. And then having that level of confidence as well as competence that has people relate to you in a different way than if, you walk, if you're if you in the space and you have any doubts about your, your right to be there.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it, it's a, it's a continuum. It's a growth, right? You don't start there. It's something that you definitely gain and build and, Mm -hmm. you know, ensuring that you're doing the things that will bring you that growth, taking the stretch projects, you know, moving, you know, from a space of being in a, in um, a secure, (laughs) you know, role at a company versus starting your own business and kind of going a out on your own Mm -hmm. all of those are real stretch assignments right stretch assignments of life right and embracing that also and taking on those challenges is what will lead you to that space of confidence and exposure that is required for you to really bring you know a very unique talent into these these environments
0: I love that you know that we you know, when, when you, you call them stretch assignments of, in life, you know, yes. and that it reminds me of like the moment when your um, brother came to live with you was a stretch assignment, you know, was a stretch <laughs> was the a stretch son assignment. arriving, your second child arriving just a year later was a stretch assignment from the first baby. We have these stretch assignments and it's like, what's the gap that we're creating that we need to kind of reach into to develop ourselves. And if we're not creating those stretch assignments for ourselves in our life, then we're not going to expand and we're not going to grow. You know, so that's, I mean, sometimes you say life will give you stretch
1: assignments. (laughs) (laughs) And embracing them. And and embracing them. them. The formula, yes.
0: Right. And then others are, you create the stretch assignment, like for example, deciding to leave your job and and, and join the business was a stretch assignment. So then if you look at all of the things that you've done or where you are today, one of the things that I'm asking all my guests is, what has been the most courageous moment or a courageous moment in your life? Something and, and courage, courageous moments for me is when you take an action for yourself or on behalf of another that is from, that is a heartfelt action and has some obviously some concern and some fear that you've stepped over or you carry with you as you take take the action so what what comes to mind when I ask you that question
1: I would say my I have several (laughs) one would be really deciding on my life partner my my husband um making that decision that was a very very important decision for me and I felt like your life is really defined on these big decisions and if you go wrong, you can really change the trajectory of your, you know, your life. And right. so there are some things that I put so much weight on. And I felt that, that was very that was a courageous moment was to say, I found the right one and that's my decision, you know, and I, I'm very much confident in the fact that this is a blessing. God, you know, brought him to me. And I believe that he's the right one. Essentially, I would say another courageous moment would be when I found out that I was having my son six months after my first first child was born, and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting," you know. But I am so very much up for the blessings that I—that's you know coming my way. But I was definitely very surprised. (laughs) Other than that. Shortly thereafter, my brother joining me, I mean, that, that entire period of time, I think, was required just a very high level of, of courage and understanding that I, I knew what the right decisions were to make at that time. And I had faith in myself. I believed in myself and I believed in those critical decisions that were made. Now, current going into a different phase where my children are going into becoming teens, et cetera. We had lived in Florida for a few years when they were younger. Actually, when I was a stay-at-home mom, we were in Florida, and the opportunity arose for me to move into this um, senior business consulting position in New York City. And that was a decision to say, you know, we have we have such a fabulous life in Florida; <laughs> it's like a perpetual vacation. Right. At that time, he, you know, my husband was a global executive at, at IBM, so he could live anywhere. And traveled a lot of the time. And to make that decision to say, well, we have the flexibility, let's do it now. The kids will, you know, go to school in the Northeast. We were very familiar with the educational system here. And that that move, again, to come back to the Northeast, I think, was a very courageous decision. Mm-hmm. Having confidence and taking on those stretch assignments, is, it definitely brings a lot of depth and, and growth to your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I embraced them and had those experiences
0: yeah you know I as you were sharing you know and coming back to that moment where you (laughs) where you've got suddenly off parents of three overnight you know the other thing that struck me is of course and simultaneously you're grieving the loss of your mom you know yes as well and at different stages in life for you and your brother coping with that loss and so it's huge It was huge to to do that all and so and then and then what that part and then what that gave you in terms of your partnership and being seeing how much you are a team together and how soulmates and so there was so much that came from that so I really want to just thank you for sharing that with us as well and just who to you for whatever it took for you to really, you know, not just get through it because it's just more, it's the, the what you shared is there's so much that came out of it. There was so many gifts that came out of it as well. So you did more than get through it, you know? You really, yeah. you really did so great with it, you know? So I've just thank really, you. thank you for sharing
1: that. Sure. And the, it, mm-hmm. these are, you know, I mean, when you're posed with a question that is or requires you to provide a perspective on your experiences in life, mm-hmm. I think it is important to realize that that's what makes you unique. Yeah. Those experiences is what makes you who you are. Those experiences provides the character in your life. If it, 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 That's a good way of expressing it. When posed with the question, is there anything that you would do differently? I always say, absolutely not. I would do everything the same way because it's the story that i want to tell my grandkids i mm. want to have something to tell them you know <laughs> i want to have something that i can pass on and say listen if i was able to do this this and this you should be able to do that and 10 times more right that's what my grandmothers did for me that is what you know our elders do and mm. uh, you know it's building a legacy that it, it all lines into understanding what that means for not only yourself but for the family members around you and those who will come after you. Right. Right. It's a great
0: way to end our time together because, yeah, it's just so beautifully said. I'm not going to say any more questions. I just love how you <laughs> just said that. So thank you. I want to just really thank you for spending the time with me and with us and just sharing your experiences in your work experiences as well as you know outside and your just your wisdom in in that in all that you've traveled so far so
1: um yeah just thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me on your she's got drive podcast it has been great <laughs> i was highly anticipating it and thank you for your you Ability to to share all of our experiences. The podcast is just phenomenal, and I've listened to so many of them. And in each, I can connect and resonate with messages that we share. And I think that's so important for us as women. So thank you for that. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. Thank you. It's great. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. I loved my conversation with Michelle because we covered so much, of course. I suppose the, one of the heartfelt moments for me was her sharing the choice that her and her husband made to you know, raise her younger brother who was 12 years old at the time uh, of her mum passing and I can't imagine that moment where you've lost your mum, I imagine that moment because I've experienced that but lost your mum and then you've just had two children yourself and then you you raise your 12 year old um, brother and you go from in a very short space of time parents of three and that you embrace that moment for what it is and you take yourself on. And you take yourself on as a partnership and you get stronger from it. And so I so appreciated Michelle sharing that with us and there's so much there. And I love the notion of the stretch assignment that life gives you stretch assignments. and and, And then how do you respond to that stretch assignment? so sometimes we give ourselves stretch assignments which we ought to be doing if you want to you know, keep growing you have to create a gap so we give ourselves stretch assignments how are we going to meet that but then life gives us stretch assignments and so that was a real powerful example when life gives you that and how do you respond to that and then what's the gift in that and what's the joy in that too so I appreciate Michelle for sharing uh, it had a huge impact on me. If you uh, um, want to get contact with me, please do. Uh, you can get in, reach me on my Instagram, on my direct through my direct messages. You can go through. She's got drive um, Facebook pages, or you can send a message on Shirley dot forward slash contact me. Please um, remember to rate and review the show and share the show how about finding one person that you would just share the show with this week think about one person in your life who you think there's a black woman she's going to love this show or there's my friend she's going to love that show or there's my friend he might love that show too you know there's my friend they might love that show share the show thank you so much if you do that and thank you so much for being a listener of She's Got Drive She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Voltolina. The music is by the awesome or female band Blonde. The song is called Circles. Until next time, go well and stay well.